Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McClain. From Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk. 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Let's start with an email from Steve regarding 921, the Krabby Coffee Shop podcast. Dear Kenny, hopefully this will enhance your crabby and translate to a more enjoyable listening experience for your audience. Ouch. Wow. And please pass this along to Ross and Johnny Guitar. That is one hour of my life I'll never get back. (laughs) (laughs) Caveat, I realized Dawn was absent, but with, what the hell, did you even try? Were you just killing time? P.S. I grew up playing with jarts, too. I took one in the back, (laughs) trying to duck out of the way after we threw them straight up in the air playing chicken. I forgot about chicken. We used to do that too. That was the oh. most fun part about it. With jarts, I never did that. I was you, too, you know. You know what safe else? I, conscious. What else we played chicken with John is uh, I had um, a bow and arrow. You know, it wasn't a fancy compound <laughs> bow, but uh, you know, in the hardware store arrows. We'd How shoot, are you still alive, Kenny? We shoot story. those straight up <laughs> in the air. And then try to, you know. What the hell is wrong with you? Every story he Jeez. tells John is about skirting death. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I, was a, I produced a morning show once upon a time, and we always had the, uh, the wonderful Mitch Hedberg on yeah. as a guest. He was on yeah. two or three times. And in studio and off air, he'd be great. And what he would say to what you just said is, oh, man, that is a rural bleep. <laughs> Only he would say the bleep. <laughs> My my wife says that a lot. Uh, she's still, she does. still new to the country. She's still getting used to the way we behave. I reverted back to country behavior right away. I mean, literally within one day I was back to being my old self that grew up up here. Um, we don't really have much planned for today. And, yeah, uh, so, sorry, old. Steve. We didn't do a lot of uh, my, my show prep, to be honest with you. Um, was mostly daydreaming. Ross, well, you going to say something? Okay. Well, this is how I know the podcast has really gone uh, off the rails in the last year. When I joined this podcast, the first thing that happened was for probably a, about a month, you ripped every story that I sent you. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah. They're still awful. Yeah, but now for the last month, you've used almost every story that I've <laughs> yeah. sent you as well, content. <laughs> speaking of uh, two of the worst stories I've ever seen uh, in my life, you sent to us, and uh, <laughs> I like them both. Well, I don't like them, but uh, we're going to do them anyway. One's comical because of how dumb it is. And it really... How can you hold your head up as a journalist and a writer or even a news publication I guess this isn't a publication. It's more of a press release, but it's from, what is it from, Ross? Explore Minnesota? Yeah, I think I got it at exploreminnesota.com. That's a a government organization, right? That's the government. So we have 10 things to do in Minnesota this fall 
endorsed by the government. <laughs> this this is what the government recommends you uh, you do this uh, this fall. Did you pre read this, John? I, I just looked at it uh, to be truthful last evening. Briefly. You won't you won't be surprised by anything that's on it. There's nothing where you no, go, oh, no, okay. I, and it's just so lame. And the TV stations and the paper are just as guilty. That's oh, why yeah. I brought up publications Most because they this is just space space and time killers, right? And that's yep. basically why we're doing them here, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> uh, this is by a, a young lady named Erica Walker. A apple picking, football, and pumpkin flavored everything can only mean one thing. Fall has arrived in Minnesota. This special season is short and sweet, so make the most of it by checking at least a few of these awesome autumn activities off your list. Number one, visit a pumpkin patch. Huh. Do you do that no. every year? Also, no. no. Okay, no. I was just going to say, before you respond, Kenny, when you read each one, John and I should guess if you would ever be caught doing one of these things. Okay. Uh, I knew you would not do a pumpkin patch. That's all for one. But I've already today visited my own pumpkin patch. Oh, you have one? Yes. I was instructed oh, nice. to uh, I was instructed to move the blankets off the uh, tomatoes uh -huh. this morning. So that's uh, the closest I've been to the garden since July. <laughs> can we come and visit your pumpkin patch? Yeah, go ahead. That's just fine. I, is it okay if I stay in the house? <laughs> is this a euphemism for something that I'm not picking up on? It should be. Uh, number two, pick your own apples. Sure, sure. Everybody does that. Come I on. think Kenny would do that on his own property. He's not going to an orchard. Again, uh, you're right, Ross. Okay. I have apple trees and... I picked my own apples. Uh, my visit? wife and I visited the, I'm sorry, Kenny, I visited oh. the apple orchard of Terry Train about two weeks ago. She has oh, the one in Watertown. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Eh, but yeah, it was about two weeks well, ago. Thanks Luce, for the Luce, invite. L-U-C-E-L-I-N-E. -E, I never know how to say it. I don't want to screw yeah. it up, Terry. So. Yeah. I'm sure Terry listens. Loose, I think. <laughs> Isn't it loose? Loose line, loose yeah. lane, loose something. Yeah, that was fun. We had a, we had a blast, actually. Did you talk to Terry? Uh, no, we didn't ask if she was around. There's a lot of employees, and we didn't, you know. Um, you know me. I'm kind of shy. I didn't want to go. Hi, what is, is Ter Terry here? Yeah, hi. I just <laughs> want to say hi, big fan. I listened to you for a long time. Terry, um, you want to come on a, a a lowly rated podcast once a week? She, she probably would, but <laughs> she what probably are we would. Talk, yeah. What are we going to talk about? Um, what did you do last Friday? Last Friday, you were off. I don't know why the GL podcast, and you claimed that you and the bride were going to do something, and we accused oh, you. Oh, we did actually going yeah, somewhere and holding hands and walking arm in arm. Oh, no, we, you know what we actually did? We went to the casino and, and lost some money. Oh, so, well, that's all right. Know. See, now that right there is better than any of the things on this list. <laughs> Go to a casino, lose some money, lose all your money. Be an American. No, we didn't lose it all. We we won some, and you know we ended up. In the minus category, though. Do you at least have a good uh, dinner or lunch? Those Almost every yeah, casino had, we, in this we, town has great food. Yeah, we had fun. It was fun. We went to uh, Treasure Island. So, Oh, did you Ken, fill up Kenny's gas? Did you fill up gas at that gas station there or in Hastings? 
I didn't. I already had gas. But there were low, low prices all the way there yeah, at gas yeah. stations. Notoriously yeah. low prices down there. Yep. Uh, number three, visit a museum on a cold or rainy day. Duck into a museum for a day's worth of fun and learning. See, now this huh. one I would say yes, but it has to be a museum of special interest to Kenny. Yeah. And I've got to be alone. There's nothing worse than being with somebody else or even, worse yet, a child in a museum for adults. Yeah, even at the Children's Museum, kids should not be allowed. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. There's stuff I want to see there, and the kids ruin it for me. What, John? In this story, Kenny, if you keep going, I think a museum you would love to visit is in there. Okay. Uh, the spam if I, museum. Oh right, yeah. I've never been to that, but you know, it's a, what is it? It's a building full of spam, right? Yes, I, I, I don't. Know. How I've never long? Been there. How long can that take you to get through? I've never been there either, but that can't take long. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't it know should be drive-through. Actually, Johnny, you're a big baseball guy, right? Oh, I am. Save that for later, Ross. Save oh, it. Is there something that's, to okay? That's I'll save coming it. up on the horn. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, take a drive. <laughs> take a drive. Fall drive. Scenic byway. Do Bemidji that, State yeah. Park. Yeah, see now, I colors, think I think Kenny would that. do that again, but it's not to see the it's not to see the colors. It's probably just to have a smoke and get away from the roommate. Yeah, if I'm at like um, relatives' house, uh, yeah, yeah, I always have to go no. for a drive for about eight hours during the day just to. <laughs> Get the hell away. Do you show up at Thanksgiving, drop off the roommate, then return to pick her up hours later? No, but uh, Ross, and this has been the case since the very first day we were married, we always go to family events in separate cars. That's smart. Yeah. Very smart. I show up late and I leave early. That's beautiful. Can you interrupt you once more? No, no, let me interrupt you before. Because number four there that you just read, just to prove how lame this whole thing is, the last sentence of this road trip one is, download a pack of our road trip and bingo cards for the regions of Minnesota that you plan to explore this (laughs) fall. Can you imagine? (laughs) Um, No, I'm not going to do that. Um, See a show? The birthplace of Bob Dylan, Prince, Mason Jennings, and more. Minnesota has no shortage of great music. See a show. But why wouldn't you? You could see a show 365 days a year. Right. That's it's true. fall. Get off your ass. Go see a show. Sip the local flavors. A beer Later. flight at Fitzker's Brewery in Duluth. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny would do this. He would do this if the conditions were right. Yeah, probably not. There's nothing oh. for me more <laughs> annoying than drunk people. Unless I myself am intoxicated. And drunk hipsters. uh, Yeah, and I'm seldom intoxicated. Very, very seldom. So probably not. And yeah, drunk hipsters. Well, drunk anybody is is irritating to me. Cheer for the home team. The Vikings, Gophers, Minnesota United. (laughs) Among the local teams to root for this fall. You notice they didn't throw the Twins in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's not very nice. You know why the Twins... I just learned this. You know why the Twins never... Uh, make the playoffs, or at least when they do, they don't have success. They've lost because 18 they, playoff they games suck. in a row. No, their team calendar doesn't go past September. Oh. Dude. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the a new ten? rim shot is just going to be Keddy going, that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's funny. hilarious. Uh, attend a f- harvest festival. Guess the weight of the biggest pumpkin at the Stillwater Harvest Festival. Woohoo! 
pumpkin way-offs. God, I bet that is exciting, huh? Scarecrow contests. Oh, my goodness. Craft fairs. <laughs> booyahs. Oh, Jimmy was having a booyah in South St. Paul. Did we miss that? Oh, are we done with this yet? <laughs> no, we've got, we're here to kill time, Dawn. Uh, celebrate Oktoberfest. New Ulm calls itself the world's most German town, and they do Oktoberfest in a big way. I might do that, Ross. I, I could do that. I, I really like that. New Ulm as a town. I don't. I love events for the most part, but yeah, events where there's going to be a lot of intoxicated people. I'm not sure I love that. But, you know, I, I think most October. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to speak on this. I was going to say I think they're fairly calm, but no, they're not. Okay, if I was a kid, meaning 20s. More than 5,000 carved glowing pumpkins at the Minnesota Zoo at the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular. Mm-hmm. That's got to be kind of trippy, huh? We uh, we did that when Dylan was young. Is it cool? Yeah. We, we, yeah, it's cool. You just walk along a path, and there's various carved pumpkins that are all lit up. So it was cool. I'd see it, it was... for the right price. Yeah. I would don't it, remember. Would it, it be better, John? How do I phrase this? Would it be better if you visited that pumpkin patch with Timothy Leary or yes, Ken Kesey? That would be, or yeah, it would be Owsley. very interesting. At that point, it'd be very interesting. Yeah, that's that's about the only thing that would make it interesting for me. So uh, that was just a preview of things to do in Minnesota. And again, that's a government list, so take it as you will. Uh, the museums, quickly. Can I Can I hop in there? Yeah. Johnny, have you ever been to a St. Paul Saints game at the new stadium? I have, yes. Have you walked into the City of Baseball Museum? I have, yes. That is very cool. Very nice. Very. Yeah. It's very quick to... I, I mean, you can take long if you want, but the, I went through it again for the first time in a couple of years this season. Really mm-hmm. cool stuff. I just, it's I think, really cool if you're a baseball guy, you'd love it. Yeah. No, no question. Learn a lot about baseball in St. Paul. Okay, yep. well, well, let's get to, let's go with baseball first for the lead. You can hear me shuffling through my uh, papers here because there's a story in the uh, Reader's Digest, and I have to say, I have I know it's out of my demo, but I've always loved the Reader's Digest. I didn't know it still existed, to be true. I, I think it might just exist online. I oh, miss really? okay. going to, like, a dentist or a doctor's office and reading that little square Reader's Digest. Yep. I used to... Shocking. I used to love the bad jokes that were in there. I know that'll come as a surprise. (laughs) Me too. I'd just keep turning pages till you got to those little things on the bottom. (laughs) Read them. That was how I learned about this History Channel show, Curse of uh, Oak Island. The two guys from Upper Michigan that now own that island, uh, the uh, Laguna, Lagina Brothers, they first heard about Oak Island when they were kids, as I did, reading a story about it in Reader's oh. Digest. Yeah. And that's how they learned about it. Um, uh, and I've always enjoyed it. Like, my grandma had it, so I always read the uh, always. Reader's Digest. Of course, grandma had it. Um, so you sent us this Reader's Digest piece, 55 Great Road Trips, the Great American Road Trip. I thought it was interesting. I pulled out a bunch of them to talk about it. Some of them I've done. Some of them... I haven't, um, but the one I know you've done a number of these with uh, your son, Dill, John, a Midwest baseball road trip. Many of America's best ballparks are situated within easy drives of one another in the Midwest, making a baseball road trip easy and amazing anytime from March to uh, early October. Um, So let's say within driving distance of us, John, 
Obviously, yep. we have um, downtown Minneapolis, but then we have Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. We've got yep. two ballparks in Chicago. Correct. Um, and Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. That would be yeah. it, wouldn't it? What do you count as drivable? St. Louis. Seven, eight St. Hours? Louis. Uh, St. Louis. St. You Louis. Can, yeah. yeah, throw St. Louis in there. Um, have De- you? Which Detroit ballpark? you can do in a day. Oh, yeah, Detroit, too. Detroit. Yeah. If you want to go to uh, Detroit. Which ball- ballparks <laughs> have you been to uh, with Dylan? Uh, we went to uh, Kansas City, saw the Royals, uh, which was a blast because we didn't realize it. I just... I got tickets, and it ended up being the last series of the season. And it was a Friday night, the first game we went to, and they had fireworks afterwards. And, you know, they had the, they still do, but they had the fountains in back at this time. Sure. And they did all the fireworks above and behind the fountains. And it was gorgeous, and it lasted a half hour. Were they playing the, were they playing the Twins? Uh, no, they. I think they're playing the Orioles, if I recall. Is that part of the equation, or does that not figure in who they're playing? Uh, not really. I, w- I would love to always go see the Yankees or Twins if I had a choice, one of yeah. those two teams. But yeah. uh, no, it hasn't uh, in the, the series as we've gone to. Uh, I did go to Milwaukee uh, with Dylan, and this will mean nothing unless you're a baseball fan. It was right after the Brewers, who were on a pennant push that season, acquired CeCe Sabathia from the Indians, and it was the first game he pitched for Milwaukee. So that was, it was a real playoff kind of atmosphere because Brewers fans were nuts at that point. And And he was dominant that game, wasn't he, if I remember? He was. Yep, yep. Uh, I did not like that park so much, though. I thought it was very... uh, It's an airport hangar. Yeah, exactly. Just like a hangar. That's what it reminded me of. what's What's it called? Is it called County Stadium? What what uh, is Mil- it? Isn't it Miller? Park? It was Miller, Miller Park? Park, but it re- got renamed this year to something different, and I don't remember what it was. I I, I do have a, a story that goes along with that, and it, it's kind of off the beaten path. But uh, Dylan and I went down there, and we stayed at a hotel uh, in Milwaukee that offered a shuttle to the ballpark and a shuttle back. Obviously. Oh, is this for a baseball game, John? I thought this was yeah. football. This story. No, this this was a baseball game, and and so oh. we went out to to meet the shuttle at the end of the game where we were supposed to meet it. And uh, somebody said, well, they already left, <laughs> even, even though we weren't late. So we're standing in front of Miller Stadium or whatever it's called going, huh, what do we do now? And Dylan, I think, was 11, maybe 12 at the time. Uh, so we just stood there as I contemplated what the hell we should do. And, you know, I was at the game. We didn't drive there. So I, I may have had a few beers at that point <laughs> trying to figure it. So in my brain addled, uh, or my addled brain, mind, uh, I just stood there basically trying to figure out what to do, and a large van drove up, yeah, uh, like a, a passenger van. Yeah. And uh, the guy said, you okay? I said, well, I, we got left by our shuttle. I told him what hotel we were at, and he goes, okay, well, I'm a bar shuttle, but I can go by there, hop in, and I'll give you guys a ride because you look like you could use it. We get in the van. The guy sitting across from us is hammered, completely hammered. As it turns out, he owns the bar that this shuttle is going to oh boy so, yeah he's gabbing with us and dylan's on my other side so he can see him but i suppose he, he was drunk enough he didn't Wait, know by gabbing is he also spitting all over you when he talks <laughs> oh yeah yes yeah, you know yeah and he he says when we get to his bar which he owned as i found out during conversation he says well you guys come on in i'll get you a beer well, again, Dylan's eleven or twelve. I said, "No, thanks. We're gonna we're just gonna continue on here and, and get go to our drop off." So the guy drops everybody off. Okay, we're the only two left on the 
shuttle. He goes, all right, I'll take you to the hotel. And I said, thank you very much. He takes us to the hotel. And I slipped my 20, of course, because basically he saved whatever, <laughs> saved our butts. So we get off. Okay, that was the good early part of the evening. About an hour later, Dylan says, I'm really hungry. And there's an SA across the street. I said, all right, let's, or it might have been a 7-Eleven at that point. Let's go over there. Wasn't the greatest part of town. We walk <laughs> over there. There is a youngster in front. And by youngster, I mean a guy maybe 23, 24, yeah. whacked out of his mind, talking yeah. to himself. Just, and then I think I said, so I'm Dill's very scared at this point. Well, so am I, but Dill mostly. We walked by, said, so just keep going, Dill. Just keep Got to get those grill dogs, though. Yeah, those uh, yeah, we walk, the rolling walk meat dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We walk in, and uh, the fellow behind the counter basically said to ignore the guy out front. <laughs> He's always out front at night. <laughs> said, okay, and we uh, got us some chips and a pop or whatever, and uh, we went back to the hotel. But it was an interesting trip anyway, so not just I'm, the baseball part. I'm picturing Jay from Clerks standing out front just <laughs> harassing everybody walking walking in and out of the store. He He wasn't so much harassing people. In that he was just having just a conversation in his, his own world, self. doing his own deal, and look and looking like he was going to climb the building at any second, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Tweaking <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I, I do want to so. point out on your topic of stadiums, Kenny. There are a number of really good minor league stadiums and independent yeah. baseball stadiums yeah. within driving distance too. Cedar, here's something yeah. shameful: Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, Fargo, Sioux Falls. I've never been to the Saints ballpark. Any of them or really? the new one? The new one. I think you'd enjoy it. The new it. one has got to be 10 years old by now. Can we stop calling it the new one? <laughs> I think it opened in 2014, 2015, oh, something okay. like that. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's fun. I've been there, I think, three times. I was at the old one where the train went through yeah. the outfield. Uh, that train. was a lot of fun. That was so, pretty cool. Yeah, so as John alluded to, whenever the train came by, PA guy would say train. Well, now they're down near the St. Paul airport, and it doesn't happen as frequently, but you do get a couple planes a game, and now he'll just say, plane. 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 (laughs) Uh, You've been to, you guys have been to Wrigley, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I also have a Wrigley story. Isn't this weird? (laughs) Strange things happen to me. Uh, We went to a night game, which was a blast, and we went to a day game the next day. Yeah. Uh, And we had seats in right field. And we sit down, and the guy beside me immediately falls asleep. <laughs> hammered. The guy was hammered already. This is noon, you know, noon on a whatever Wednesday. I mean, I that's, love, that's early. Chicagoans are so awesome. Well, so but here's awesome. the, the sad part of the story. Beside him is about a 10-year-old girl. Oh. That's the sad part. So oh. he stays asleep until about the fifth inning. You know, she's enjoying the game. She's cheering, that kind of stuff, you know, and she'll look at me when somebody hits a home run, you know. And, and about the fifth inning, he, you know, he, he does the thing where he's, huh? Yeah, yeah, and he sits up and starts watching the game, and he starts talking ball with me, you know. So what happened? What's going on? How's your, who hit the home run? What's your, you know. And that was it. And he was wide awake the rest of the game and seemed fine. So apparently he just, before <laughs> he just the game, needed a little, little nap. Yeah, yeah, a little, you know, 45, needed, 50 minute nap. Hey, he needed that boo snooze, John, to be able to make it through the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Boo snooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about that was old, fun, though. I old, and, uh, old and new Kamitsky? I never went. I didn't go. We didn't go. Yeah. I don't think the White Sox were home, as I recall. When we were there. I have been there, and I've been there a couple times during phases of the remodel. I've been there a couple times in the last few years, actually. It's they've turned it into a pretty nice ballpark. They've they've done some Wait nice renovations to it. They've renovated the new Kaminsky. 
Yeah, well, they put a fair... They, huh. they renovated it, and then they added, within the last couple of years, you could now walk around the entire stadium, and they put a big, big uh, scoreboard in, like, center field or right field. Sure. And they replaced all the seats, if you remember. First time I was there was the mid-2000s. All the seats were blue. Now every right. seat's been changed out to be green. And they now go by, they have one of the most ridiculous names in baseball. It is, I'm sure you've seen the commercials for Guaranteed yeah. Rate. They are now, yeah. uh, it used to be Kaminsky or Kaminsky into U.S. Cellular, which the locals didn't love. And it was U.S. Cellular for probably a decade. Now it is yeah. Guaranteed Rate Field. I hate yeah. the naming of fields yeah. like that. I, I just hate it. Uh, I, the roommate and I were at the old one. And then as soon as the new one was built, uh, we went to a game at the new one and didn't even make it to our seats. Now, by new one, does that did they renovate it or did they actually build a new Comiskey Stadium? They built a new one. Okay. They built a new one, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. In, w- in sure. what year-ish? Oh, hell if I know, I'll Ross. Right come now. on. Jeez, you know who you're talking to. Mr. FYI's on it. He's good. (laughs) I got it. Don't. Um, So the new one was so fun that there was a party. I'm thinking, was it along the first base side? I don't even remember. It's been so long. Uh, But there's kind of a deck, a patio place up there. We we, we didn't even make it off the patio and didn't pay attention to the game at all. Do you hear what the White Sox did this year? Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. Go ahead. No, uh, and as for um, uh, Wrigley... We were there for an afternoon game before I think it was before they installed lights and Harry was still alive. Oh, and we were wild, we man. were along the third base side. We had pretty good seats and you could see from where we were sitting the press box where Harry was. Well, seventh inning stretch comes up. Yeah. And during the bottom of uh, the the seventh, I started making my way over there. And I stood right underneath Harry Carey as he drunkenly led the crowd. <laughs> And take me out to the ball game because during um, I I don't know if people remember this the old timers do yeah but during the stretch Harry would lead the crowd and he is always you yeah. know about twenty beers in at that point and the shirt was <laughs> off he'd be leaning out the window hey <laughs> uh, and it was really really cool in uh, the, just being that close to Harry in the summer when I was a kid I used to get home or excuse me during the school year I would get home and try and flip on WGN to see if there was a Cubs game on but in the summer I would watch Cubs games on WGN and I would sure. I would just chuckle at Harry Carey you talked about Harry being drunk as he often was well did you hear what the White Sox did earlier this year no they no. so they hired Tony Larusa last year who has had I just issues with the drink and recently yeah. had a uh, I think during the offseason or right before they hired him, he had been pulled over and got a DWI or driving while intoxicated, whatever you want to call it. Well, the White Sox was either early last year or early this year named like a bar and drinking area after him. The La Russa Lounge. And right away, everybody's like, "Um, are you not paying attention to what's happening within your own organization? You probably shouldn't be naming liquor after this guy. That was (laughs) before you could get canceled for these little um, nonsensical little... That's just awesome. That's that's reeks of (laughs) Chicago to me. That's straight up Austin. Do you remember Harry in the 70s, when he first started with the Cubs, would broadcast from the outfield? Yes. And he, by the time, I mean, he'd take off his shirt. He'd have a yeah. pair of Bermuda shorts and socks yeah. 
And yeah. that was it. And he'd be drinking a Budweiser, well, or not Bud, whatever they sponsored. No, I think uh, it was Bud. Was it old style? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. Old, so that's I Chicago think it was. Yeah. Chicago, Milwaukee. Uh, hey, uh, well, I got you here. Uh, I don't want to make you feel old, but the new ballpark, Comiskey, opened in 1991. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and they demolished crap. the old one. The, Maybe I wasn't the with the, the uh, roommate. Maybe I wasn't with the roommate. Did you guys Whoopsie. know, uh, Mister One of the Kamiskis? Is it? Do we go Kaminsky or Kamiski? I always it's butcher Kamis- that. Kaminsky. Okay, no, so Kaminsky. Uh, oh, the I, I think it's the Kaminsky was an original <laughs> owner of the St. Paul Saints in the late yeah. 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, they've now, always, um, they've always on, had his ties. name is right here. I'm just going to click on. Yeah, it click on it. it. Uh, they've always kind of had ties to uh, St. Paul. Oh, huh. didn't so know that. I learned that in the City of Baseball Museum. Been to any East Coast ballparks? I've not. I've I wish not. I was. Wish I, I was have. at the Old Vet in Philly, um, which was just a hellhole toilet bowl. <laughs> just, just the worst ballpark ever. It was an afternoon game, and. Um, it was very lightly attended. We went out to one of the out, outfields, and might have even been center, and uh, went way up to the top where there was nobody at all. I mean, we were the only fans in that section. I lit up a Marlboro Red halfway through it, and I see way, 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 way down there the oldest usher in the entire oh, world. Coming for you. Start working his way up the steps. <laughs> About an inning and a half later, he gets up to me, (laughs) tells me politely to put out my cigarette because there's no smoking up there, turns on his heel and starts back down. I had another cigarette killed before he made it all the way down to the bottom. There's no smoking in the Metrodome. Yeah. Little Bob Casey. Uh, Boston, we were at that ballpark. Sushire's right. That's a hell. Yeah, see, I would like to get there, but I think my thoughts on Fenway would be very similar to Wrigley. I want to see it once. If I go back, cool, don't ever need to go back because it's so tiny, so condensed. The amenities aren't great. And there was, at the time, This again, this was in the 90s, there was a bar really close to Fenway, which would be, um, if you're a local... It'd be just like the CC Club. It was a really, really cool, ratty bar with a great jukebox and uh, a lot of cool hipsters hanging out there. And that's where we actually spent uh, more time there than we did in the ballpark really close by. Uh, and that's just it. I, don't, uh, I haven't been in the Texas. I haven't been there. Um, Yankees. No, me neither. Haven't no, been there. No and n- Yeah, no, nowhere on the coast. Dylan went to a couple, Anna, uh, who are they now? Are they Anna? No, they're California again. He went to a couple Angel games this year. Love that ballpark. Uh, he has not been to Dodger Stadium yet out in L.A., but uh, mm-hmm. he's planning it, but he hates the Dodgers, so he doesn't want to go. <laughs> uh, I should, uh, just because I want to prove Ross uh, is smart, uh, Charlie Comiskey uh, moved his Sioux City Cornhuskers to St. Paul, Minnesota. Renaming the team the St. Paul Saints. So there oh. you go, Ross. Yeah, okay. pretty that cool was in stuff. 18, 1894. Also, a fun fact that I, I I knew, but when you see it, you kind of go, "Oh, that's crazy." In the mid nineties, when the Yankees purchased Daryl Strawberry from the St. Paul Saints, <clears throat> yeah, sure, yeah. they paid, and this is in the Baseball Museum. Brian Cashman, who is now their GM, hard to believe in the mid nineties he was their assistant GM, so almost thirty <laughs> years ago, he sent a note to the Saints, and the Saints have it posted that basically it's like a two paragraph note, but in the note it says 
here is the $3,000 for the remainder of Daryl Strawberry's contract. So if you think about that, they probably paid Daryl Strawberry roughly ten grand that season. <laughs> I think that's so cool. But he was clean, yeah. right? And Allegedly, he was there to get clean it after being suspended, but I don't know if I buy that. And after he came back to MLB, how'd he do? I think he, he was well okay. He did yeah. as a part-time ball player. He, he helped was with those first couple World Series that they, uh, when they started the run of World Series. Again. What do you mean part-time ball player? I don't remember he was he, he wasn't a starter. He, he just DH'd some with yeah. the Yankees, and he played yeah. some outfield. But uh, there's a great book, by the way, uh, Slouching Toward Fargo. You guys familiar with it? No. Neil, Neil Carlin about the Saints. Oh, in, I know Neil in that, Carlin. In that, in that era. Oh. The only bad thing about that book is our uh, buddy Patrick Royce. Neil is not kind to our buddy. Patrick oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's very. Uh, the, he doesn't get Patrick's bit, huh? He doesn't get the bit at all, and, and all he hears is the negativity that Pat sometimes <laughs> exudes about local teams. Sure. And uh, and he makes fun of. Uh, you know, Pat was uh, was a large, large human being at that point. Neil constantly makes fun of that. Really? And, and, uh, yeah. Neil. Oh. Uh, Neil wasn't very kind of. I but always... it's, it's a really good read, though, about that era of the Saints. I think this, the Saints, uh, not to turn this into a baseball podcast, but uh, I think we already I've did. always, I've loved the St. Saint Paul Saints. And I'll be honest, I have not necessarily loved the change to affiliated ball, but obviously I'm still going to support them. They have sure. a great history of just players going from independent ball, getting signed into affiliated clubs, and then getting back to the majors, which I think is really yep. cool. Caleb Thielbar, currently of the Twins, did it twice. He went from independent ball back to the majors, which I think is a cool story. Did you know even better that Caleb is a huge Garage Logic fan? Is he? Because he grew up here in Minnesota. Caleb, hello. I'm sure you're listening. I doubt it. Just Caleb. So you're okay. So I go on these baseball trips. Okay. So this is Kenny. No, that's fine. No, you'll love this story. This is actually I love when I love when guys have humility and can have fun. So I used to take a lot of St. Paul Saints road trips with friends, go to Fargo, Sioux Falls, sure. Sioux City, yeah. to, mainly just to get away and drink, I'll be honest. But it's kind right. of kind of fun to watch baseball, obviously. Yeah. So one year, Caleb, this might be after he's already been with the Saints once, worked his way all the way up to the majors. Now he's back in independent ball. Well, Caleb, before a game, is like just tossing the ball. Might have been before or after the game, and one of my buddies tells Caleb, hey, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta call the Minnesota Twins. We got it because this is the Twins are just awful. We got to get you back in the majors. And Caleb, Caleb just looks at us and says, "I've been calling. Nobody's answering." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then, of course, a year or two later, he's back in the majors, working his way through the minors again. But I love that humility. I've been calling. Nobody's answering. In the early days of uh, the Saints. I was a part of a morning show with a guy named Bob, and uh, <laughs> Bob and I were asked to throw out the first pitch, I guess, together. I, I don't know. Um, and Bob had a uh, hot, not a hot tub, a pool party the day of that game. Oh, no. <laughs> so there was a lot of pre-gaming, and yeah, we, invited, we invited some listeners up. They just happened to be uh, gals <laughs> to the pool party. <laughs> And uh, Yatesy takes off early to get to the, the ballpark, and I follow, you know, 35, 45 minutes later with these gals. And um, I get to the park, 
and the guys in charge um, who were going to, you know, help us out and guide us, sure. you know, walk us through, the, be, be our, our assistants there, asked that maybe I should just sit in the audience because I had pre-gamed so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? And we actually ended up uh, leaving that uh, the the game early we went back to bob's house and kept partying at the pool <laughs> well, it's yeah. probably good though because you don't want to embarrass yourself when you throw out a first pitch you want it to be good and i'm guessing you might not have been in any shape to have no, a decent none first at all. pitch none yeah. at all no if, if i if i may brag for a moment uh when garage lodge or when uh, kstp first got the twins uh garage logic joe susher was invited to throw out a first pitch and he didn't want to because he didn't want to embarrass himself right he knew that i had played ball you know in high school and college he said you want to i said god yes are you kidding me so i want to point out to tc bear i threw a perfect strike from the pitcher's mouth yeah point that out. and i know when i i threw out the first pitch at a saints game in like 2015 and i short hopped the plate and i played baseball oh, for years and so that was, i was embarrassed that was the first tc bear and he was a gler Yes. Yep. Uh, he followed us all on Twitter, and uh, boy, he used to send me a lot of uh, DMs uh, via Twitter. And then something happened, and he, he got swept away, and now there's a new TC bear. Remember? Let me, uh, remember let me throw one. Oh, you go ahead, John. One, one so other, I don't remember uh, that, John. I was at that game. I don't remember you guys throwing that out because I have a story about the flyover uh, later. Um, well, we, it wasn't, it, no, it wasn't the first game. It was oh. not the first game. This okay. was this was still in the Metrodome when the oh, station oh. first got the twins. Oh, oh, okay. When the station no first started announcing. All right. I do have another story to go with that. They were playing Texas at the time. They had a catcher by the name of Jared Saltalamakia. Yeah, Salty. Know, who were, yeah. Uh, well, uh, me, Rook, Joe Souchere, and Angie, Angie Ludwig, the lovely Angie Ludwig, sure. walked, walked from right field to the mound. Texas is warming up on the right field lines, and Angie was receiving some attention from Mr. Sultanomachia, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Really? It was great, yeah. Uh, and she was she was all embarrassed and flustered. And oh, she wasn't laughing. open to uh, um, that uh, kind she of didn't, uh, attention? She didn't. Yeah. She, she just was like, oh, yeah, you know. And <laughs> the three of us are laughing like hyenas, of course. You remember my story about uh, opening day at Target Field, right? The very first opening day, we were standing oh, yeah. out in that plaza area, <laughs> yes. and uh, I think you were—I think we were all together—and it was, you know, we were, elbow, yeah. to, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, yep. and uh, we're waiting for the flyover, and here it comes, and Such is right <laughs> next to me, and he's looking at his phone. Try, I think he was trying to get it ready to take a video, but uh, you know uh, how Joe is with his phone oh, and technology. Oh, yeah. And he's looking at it, and here they come, and his head down is, and here they come, and now they're about a second, uh, and they'll be flying over us, and here they come, and Joe is still looking down. I give him the biggest elbow you can possibly give him, knock him over a foot. He looks up just as they're going by. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Speeding away from us as he looks yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to get to these uh, the 55 great road trips here coming up in a second, but hunting season is upon us. Uh, waterfall opened up last weekend. This means get yourself into DK Mags, Old 8 and New Brighton. DK Mags has all the firearms you need for hunting season, uh, shotguns for uh, all occasions, duck, geese, pheasant, grouse, crows, whatever. Uh, they've got that scatter gun you need, be it automatics, you know, even a single shot or a pump, whatever. 
Uh, squirrel opener, that happened a couple of weeks ago. They have all sorts of plinkers, small caliber, twenty two rifles, um, even twenty two pistols that, that will help you out there. And if you're into big game, they have it all from white-tailed deer to caribou, elk, moose. You'll find that firearm that can make those long-range shots at DK mags, including the scopes and everything else. If you're going hunting or, or maybe you're going to the range, all you need is ammo, swing into DK mags. Uh, both DK mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun have uh, all the ammo you'd ever need. Plus, both locations have gunsmithing. Great selection, fair prices, a wonderful staff at both Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags in New Brighton. Check them out. Website, dkmags.com. Okay, 55 great road trips. We're not going to do them all, obviously, but I was thrilled to find out the very first one. Do you see what the very first one is? Do you guys have this story open? I'll pop it back I open. Do. The Great River Road. Uh-huh. And I think we should all do that. Get on Highway 61 and just start heading south till you can't stand it anymore. I've I've made it down to uh, the middle or the southern end of Iowa before I've took a left and went over to the uh, east coast. But it's a wonderful, huh. wonderful drive. Yeah, isn't uh, if you keep going, isn't that where the crossroads are or close to that? Right, the one Mississippi that uh, Robert Johnson was standing yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. Meet Could me be. at the crossroads. So. Crossroads. Not, not that. No, one. no, Ross. Ross. No, don't, don't, <laughs> you know. do, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I are, love are, you two so much. Either one of you guys, big road trippers. I mean, don't tell oh, yeah. me about going to Sioux Falls. And John, I know you go home to Mandan all the time. But yeah, anywhere that's else, about it. really, I, I travel <laughs> by. I travel by road trip a lot, but it's typically somewhere in the Midwest to go watch some type of game. I did just drive to Winnipeg. I told you guys that. That was fun. Oh, right. There's so many insanely good uh, drives in this country. The the one they mentioned here that I I have uh, highlighted is it's Highway 50 that evidently you can take from Ocean City, Maryland to Sacramento, California. That's a drive. U.S. 50, so it's highway the whole time. And wouldn't that be cool? It's nothing but small towns the whole (laughs) way. Um, And there's nothing better. I I mean, I don't mind the freeway because you can get up and go and get there. But uh, if you really want to see the country, get on those two-lane highways. And in this story about uh, U.S. 50, they give a list, a link to the most charming small towns in every state. So I went right to Minnesota. I'll give you two guesses as to what the most charming town in Minnesota is. I'm gonna, if you don't get this, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to punch uh-oh. you right in is the nose. Stillwater. Uh-oh. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. It's Stillwater. Yeah. <laughs> Are you too, Ross, reading thanks. that directly from the article that you did not pre-read? You're absolutely right, McLean. That's how I roll. You know what I'd recommend and what has replaced Stillwater in my mind? Henderson. Mm. Henderson, Mm. uh, Minnesota. It's on the Minnesota River. It's much smaller than Stillwater, and it is really cool. Okay, so I I honestly should do this because I have a aunt or great aunt. Boy, that's sad that I can't tell you that. Um, family member, we'll call it family member who lives down in Henderson, a couple of them. And I don't think I've ever spent any meaningful time in Henderson. Are you kidding me? And I used to work in New Prague, which is a stone's throw. So I should check it out. So our boss is from a small town really close to Henderson. I don't want to give it away, but is he Lexington? Um, no, it's, um, it's not Vesely. There's a. 
there's a dirt track in there. It's not that important. I just always think I know, and I think it's Lexington. Then I say it, and people say that's wrong. Green Isle? No, I'll open up a map. Um I'm sure he was, loves us naming uh, every city Henderson, he may have lived in. Henderson has this ride-in every Tuesday during the week um, where it's motorcycles. Uh, Arlington, by the way, is where he's from. Thank Arlington. you. Um, where Tuesday evenings all summer long, motorcycles and cool old cars uh, show up in Henderson and hang out, and it's quite the event. But I'm So I'm talking to Dan about Henderson, and he goes, you know, that used to be a town full of river rats and felons and scumbags. And if you really needed to get stabbed, you'd go to Henderson to get stabbed. Now listen to this. He wow. goes, a couple of gay guys moved in, set up residence, and started, they made it their job, their life's pursuit to turn Henderson into what it is today. And all wow. the all the residents, you know, they're all apathetic and they couldn't care less. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And I don't know if they ran for office, were on the council or mayors or whatever, but they managed to turn Henderson around. And it is the coolest little town you'll ever drive. Ross, I went through there accidentally earlier this spring, turned around and did three more laps. And it's not a town you can do laps in. You actually have to turn around (laughs) and drive the same Main Street back and forth. And then we got out. And walked around. It's a really cool little town. Every time I go on a lot of my road trips, it it often always winds us through small towns. And I always say a lot of these small towns, even like a Henderson, I would love to live in a town like that that's like just 20 minutes outside of the metro. You know, kind of be in my own little world but close enough to everything. One town I really love that you two both might be familiar with. They have some radio stations in town. It's right on the Minnesota-Iowa border. Decorah, Iowa is a great town. Sure. Also also yep. on the river, nice yep. little downtown area. I love stopping in Decorah. I typically stop there once a year. Yep. The aforementioned Explore Minnesota that we talked about, uh, yeah. they list Henderson as the third most charming city uh, wow. street in oh. Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Stillwater, obviously, first, right? Stillwater. Nope. Stillwater's two. Duluth? One is one. One is, uh, it's part of the Twin Cities, or I consider it part of the Twin Plymouth, Cities. Plymouth, White Bear Lake? <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. Oh. Excelsior. Did you, say, uh, yeah. did you say yeah. Main Street? Main Street, yeah. Down on Main Street. Jeez, God, why do we give him a chance that to That comes say from, uh, Main Street's from Sox Center, isn't it? Isn't that the Sinclair Lewis book? Yeah. Huh? I was singing. Yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah, singing. You're looking at me funny. Of, is, is Main Street the name of the book, though? Oh, God. It might be. Yeah, take, the, take that out, Ross. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, now i got to look again. Glacier National Park. Have you guys been? I just not. talked to a gentleman this past weekend at a diaper kegger who was just there, and yeah. I know plenty of people what? who have been there, and I want to go. Yeah. Diaper you, kegger? You're not familiar? diaper to get into the party for the uh, father-to-be, you have to bring diapers. Wow. A lot of things going on out there I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. Thank God those days are over for us, huh? Those <laughs> it is Main Street, days. Kenny, by Sinclair Lewis. So yeah. You are correct. Glacier Kenny? National Park, the Amtrak goes right through it. So if oh, you want nice. to do a train yeah. trip. Uh, those, but I've been told by friends who have taken that trip um, – you get out, uh, get out of the train in the middle of Montana. It's up in the northern side of Montana, and yeah, you take a good look at those train tracks and how many spikes are are missing and how many <laughs> fish plates are gone, and uh, it kind of makes you a little bit nervous. And they did have a big, big crash up there. Uh, I think it was last summer. 
I didn't vet the list super thoroughly, but is Door County on there? Is Door County worth yeah, the trip? I've never yeah, done that. It is. No, it is on there. I was going to mention it later, maybe. Sorry. Um, but my most memorable, my most memorable road trip included Glacier, and I was all alone. I had two weeks or maybe even three weeks off for the 4th of July, right? The 4th is over. All the family's gone home. I'm here at the farm. It's 7 in the morning, and I'm already soaked in sweat, and I haven't done a thing. That's how miserable it is here. And I'm thinking, i got a pocket full of money. I've got vacation money. I've got nothing to do, and I'm certainly not going to sit here and sweat for the next two weeks. I threw a bunch of crap in my truck and took off at about 9 a.m., Later that day, I'm going to say 3 o'clock, I was visiting the Lewis and Clark Fort um, Fort Mandan, right? That's what it was called, John, Fort, right? It depends on where you were. Fort Lincoln or Fort Mandan? No, it wasn't north. Lincoln. It was Fort Mandan. Okay, then it's, yeah. It's in, and I yeah. made it just in time for closing um, and then saw that, got back in the truck, got made my way into Montana, uh, and then for the next week... Just drove around Montana and Wyoming all by myself. It was the coolest road trip ever because you don't have anybody asking you questions. Why are we stopping here? Can we stop here? I have to go to the bathroom. Let's do this. We should go to a museum. I sure am hungry. Blah, blah, blah. You just do whatever the hell you want. In my case, it was getting up at 4 in the morning, getting on the road as it was getting light, and doing whatever I want all day and then finding a hotel. Secret to secret to doing road trips, you can get a hotel room at around five, four or five in the afternoon because people haven't come off the freeway yet. And that's how I rolled. No, no reservations whatsoever. Ate in all the horrible, awful restaurants that I could never eat in otherwise. And it was just fantastic. Yep. Just a week on the road all by myself in, in the mountains. That's, you know what? That kind of sounds like heaven at this point. Oh, <laughs> I John, hate to say it, but it and, does. And we've done that previously, um, separate vacations. Uh, I can't recommend that enough, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, because I would send her away, and then uh, my son and I would hop in the truck, load up the sleds, and go to Montana or something, For snowmobiling. Sure. Yeah. What did you once tell this podcast? The key to a happy relationship is to never see your significant yeah. other. Spend as much time <laughs> apart as possible. Oh, That's look true. at this. Door County, Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, huh. The thumb of a peninsula surrounded by Green Bay on one side and Lake Michigan on the other features dozen of, dozens of worthy road trip destinations, whether you're into sea cave kayaking, no, zip lining, no, <laughs> eating half-pound pecan rolls, no, or bellying up to one of the many tasty fish boils, Harkening yeah. back to the area's Scandinavian heritage. Gross. I've never been to Door County, and now that I've cold read this for the first time, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, no if, if that's what you're selling to me outside of the scenic views, I don't need to go. And I'll also point out, anytime you talk about fish, like fish fries or, or seafood, you're out. I don't care because I won't eat anything that swims in its own poop. <laughs> so fair enough. I care less. Uh, California's giant sequoias. Doesn't or that couldn't. sound a little uh, cliche? Is it that's yeah. going to be you and everybody else, right? In park traffic on a highway. I don't it's think gorgeous, so. Though, according to everybody the, that's seen it, these are the trees, right? Yeah, the yeah. big yeah. ones, big ass trees. Yeah. I think my sister and brother-in-law just big did that. Uh, Grand Teton National Park. I've done this one. That's like cool. Five times. 
and it's uh, it's where Jackson is, or people call it Jackson Hole. Here's my recommendation to you: don't stay in Jackson Hole, because uh, normally a hotel room that's one hundred and twenty dollars a night in Jackson is about four hundred a night. It's <laughs> re- unreasonably overpriced, but it is incredible, incredible view. I recommend going up, going east of Jackson to Togety. Um, it's a mountain resort up in Togety, and on clear days when when it's not foggy or clouds on the ground, you can see the Tetons just fine. And Togety, by the way, a great place to go snowmobiling. Um, they have great, great trails and all the free riding you could ever want right off the trail. So it's perfect. You know, absent from that list, I was shocked and surprised by this. How did the biggest ball of twine in the world not make it onto this road trip list? I'll tell you why, Ross. Because it's bleeping stupid. It is. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I remember when that ball of twine used to sit outdoors. That's how old I am. It's now got its own building. Yeah, doesn't it? Well, the, when I saw it maybe 15, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, it was in like, it was still outside, but it was in like an encasement. Is it no yeah. longer in that? Nah, it's it's in some little shed. You know, you guys, will hate, you guys will hate me for this, but... Um, the only really good part about that biggest ball of twine is Weird Al's biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. You ever hear that? Uh, do we have to? No, I won't sing it to you guys, but I will send it to both of you. It's actually brilliant because it's it's not even really a parody. He wrote the song, and it's fantastic. Uh, North Shore, we've all done that, right? We don't even have to yeah. talk about yeah. that. Uh, the one that I want to do, and uh, let's, well, you know what? Let's close out here, but... What is the one road trip you guys have always dreamed about doing? The one, and it just seems so out of your reach that you don't think you'll ever be able to do it. I'd like to follow the twins out west, staying with that baseball theme. So driving the whole way? Yep, or even out east, one of the coasts, you know, when they do like the Yankees and Red Sox and Blue Jays all on a road trip, or maybe they go out west and they do... Oakland, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the California so Angels. I'd love to do that and drive y- the entire thing. You're not so much interested in scenery and great vistas as you are having something to do and baseball and whatever. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, because to me, the drive is the relaxing part. I'll find cool stuff to see. I would love to, uh, West Coast-wise, and this is very reachable, so it's someday I may do it, uh, the Pacific Coast Highway and that whole area. That's on the list. Yep. All along the... the Wouldn't ocean. it be great Dylan, from... Dylan's done it, and he keeps telling me how great it is. So. Seattle all the way down to uh, San Diego. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, great. Perfect. Absolutely. If you perfect. ever see Adel, tell her I say hi. Okay, that's, oh, that's not... The one I want to do, <laughs> and I'm going to have to reserve this for an entire summer, is... The Klondike Highway to Alaska, Ooh. and then drive around Alaska for about two or three weeks, and then drive home. Okay, so I was not thinking in that realm, but yes, I would love to. Uh, Kenny, uh, you won't let me join you, so I won't, but I would love to make the drive from okay. here Quiz. through Canada A and Alaska. Money not an object. What vehicle are you taking? Part of that road is gravel, Roscoe. Yeah. Oh. How about a Can't Hummer? Take a hot rod. How about a Hummer? Just to just to stick out like a sore thumb. Can you take a Land Rover of some sort? A Jeep yeah. Grand Cherokee. Uh, yeah, something it's, like that. It's got to be an SUV with four wheel drive and room yeah. to sleep in the back, right? 
Yeah. You've got to be able to pull over and crawl into the back and, and sleep or camp because mm. there's a good chance you're going to end up uh, in the middle of nowhere at 2 in the morning. You did not like my Hummer response. I'm assuming you're anti. I'm not anti-Hummer. It's just think think practical. Well, you, it, know, you know, because you're going to have to carry all your crap. You're going to have to sleep comfortably. You're going to have to call a uh, haul food and whatnot. Yeah, but can't you do that all in a Hummer? It's gigantic. I, I, I think so, but I don't want anything that I need a ladder to get in and on. Well, fair point. I just think every time I see a Hummer in Minnesota or in like the continental U.S. for the most part, I just think it's kind of a ridiculous vehicle because it's not practical. I well, feel you're, a like city, a, you're, you're a city kid, and you're driving a, like a 30-year-old Saturn POS <laughs> with all the warning lights going off. It's a, that, that's all jealousy talking is what It's that a is. nine-year-old crappy, uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's jealousy. laughs> crappy Dodge. Ross, get yourself an, an Escalade, uh, a Chevy, or Chevrolet Escalade, you, big you, old SUV. You know the day I'll be able to do that is the uh, day this podcast has 20 sponsors. Yeah. That well, isn't going to happen. Good, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> you See, ready to get out of here, Kenny? Way, yeah, all right. Hang let's, on, let's hang do on it. the crossroads. Intersection of Highway 61 and Highway 49 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. The Three. song that I was singing with that Bone Thugs and Harmony, who who did that? Me, me I, I at the know. crossroads? We, we were oh, talking I, about crossroads. I went down to the crossroads. Slash to cream. Tried to catch ten seconds. a ride. I went down to the crossroads. Sold tried to catch her. the devil. That's enough. Let's go. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. Forms.